0: just cuz it went up $3000 or whatever and then went down 1500 2k today that's just that's just the market it's going to happen it's just
1: a game baby it's just the just a game. game it's just the market
2: <laughs> what's up everybody and welcome to the crypto basic podcast it's flagship friday and this is episode 191.
1: Uno, nueve, uno.
2: Yeah, just want to let everybody know we're here. We've been here. We've been here the whole time. 191 episodes. A good 180 of them were not in a an upward trend market. So just <laughs> want to <laughs> remind a everybody. <laughs> I'm Brent Philbin. I'm here with Kareem Baruque and Adam Levy. And we're going to have Flagship Friday for all y'all. I just want to throw a little reminder here. What is Flagship Friday? Flagship Friday is when we cover the news goings on throughout the week. We do it every Friday. We've done 78 Fridays in a row. Today's is 6-28-2019. And we were founded as a place to give the crypto community a place to learn about their favorite coins, projects, and keep it from a perspective. That doesn't require a lot of technical knowledge or deep understanding of mathematics. We're basic. And we don't talk about price. All right. So what do we release lately? Well, we released iOS T one hundred and one on I think Tuesday. You get to find out what proof of believability is, and we talk with the chief technical officer of that project. His name's Terrence Wang.
0: It's still hilarious. Uh, it's just a funny phrase. I believe it that is it's a funny true. Phrase. I had to believe that it was you know that believability was even believable.
2: And if you're thinking it's a weird name <laughs> for a project and you don't like it or whatever, you know you might not be alone. Listen to the rapid fire section. It will be uh, it'll be kind of interesting. So what? <laughs> I'm not sure what's coming up. We I th- with I know we're going to do Chainlink. We've been doing research into that. That's been going, you know, getting a lot of traction and stuff. So we will go doing I don't know when that one is going to come out, but that's basically next on our plate. So, boys, welcome. And I just want to remind everybody that we don't talk really too much. We don't talk about price at all on the show, really. We just talk about the, you know, the the tech. We talk about all the fundamentals we talk about what's going on with the projects the news the important stuff so uh let's get started this week by talking about price
1: okay we're gonna we're gonna make an exception but i think it's an interesting discussion doesn't mean we should never talk about price right yeah yeah. a reality kareem what is the price of bitcoin right now Oh well, come on now. You know there's oh, there's been knew. a lot of headlines. I, I well, I mean, I can't give you an exact number, but I know yes. that I know that we had a surge and followed by an immediate bloodbath. So we're like at 14k right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, 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 no. eleven thousand
0: five
1: hundred. I think.
2: No, no, we're not. Okay, so listen. Oh, we're not like that far off. Here's the thing about these rapid price movements, guys. It's funny that we're gonna talk about price on the show because it takes us a day to edit these. And then we finally get them out to you. So we record on Thursday night. Uh, right now, the price of Bitcoin is 10800 And it has been as high as 13000 this week. And there has been a massive amount of hype based around the, the upward momentum of the price. Because it really has been going up lately. Today is massive 20% negatives across the board for a 24-hour thing. And if you're looking for why, we can't tell you why we we don't know why the price has been going crazy or not going crazy what i can tell you is i've been reached out to by a lot of my non-crypto friends who are now getting interested again to figure out what's (laughs) to figure out what's going on with crypto
0: it's like the entire world is (laughs) results oriented like all all the normal all normal people not in a crypto Wait, what are you laughing about?
2: Okay. I, I don't I don't know. I'm gonna say this and we can cut it out if you want. But we can see each other's video and Kareem's girlfriend just went to the bathroom in like the background, forgot the door was open and that we could see the video where Did we I, record.
1: Yeah, but she wasn't using the bathroom, she was taking out the trash, but I was just Oh, it back. looked
2: like she it looked like she bent <laughs> down to sit on the toilet. So Kareem like moved his head over to the left so that we couldn't see what was going on. <laughs> <laughs> anyway that, yeah. sorry that was pretty funny okay we can I, I don't know if we're gonna leave that in or not but back back with the price what i don't even what were we talking about i got distracted well
1: uh, adam just pointed out the fact that people are results oriented um i think that that's fair and obviously every time that there's a price search people get back and interested. You know, a lot of the people that bailed out first are probably some of the first to get back interested because they believed in it at some point, And now they think it's maybe more resilient. I mean, there's all kinds of reasons, but that's the point. It's like,
0: I'd love to do a little, like maybe an interview piece on people who bought in at 20 K. <laughs> <laughs> like, like what may, you know, cause there's probably, this is kind of what, what starts happening is it just, you know remember that period of time in late 2017 where all of a sudden people are just seeing it and honestly the google trends on it are pretty low compared to what it was then and it's like the speculation and and just people like getting in on the gold rush now it's like people kind of know a little bit more about it they're a little less skept- a little more skeptical i guess or sorry, I would say probably less. Yeah, sorry. They're less skeptical, mm-hmm. but they're more skeptical of the volatility. Yeah. Yeah.
2: There's probably less people that are buying in now that think that it's a get rich quick situation. And there are less people buying in now that didn't know what Bitcoin was two weeks ago, for instance. You know, they, they know more about it than the average person who knew more about it when or her new who knew something about it when It started to kind of go crazy back in 2017. Um, There's probably some portion of this is related to Facebook dropping Libra and people learning that there's a big difference between the dumb shit that Facebook's doing and the cool stuff that Bitcoin is doing. And... I don't know. We obviously have to mention it. We need to discuss the price. We uh, The Discord is like, guys, please, I know you don't talk about price, but can you talk about it a little bit? We've got some metrics in our rapid-fire section that we're going to, that we'll go over, but again, we're not qualified to talk about price, so it's it's just, it's all speculation. I don't know that anybody's qualified to talk about price. They're I, all I going
0: did, to... I, sorry to interrupt, uh, but that should just be a uh, like a little soundboard. Me saying sorry to interrupt, because that's just a <laughs> constant, but I did have two facts that I pulled from the internet or two you know, little tidbits about Bitcoin regarding the price and I just figured I'd share them before I move on. Uh, the So the bull run seems to have started recently, but that's what they're saying. This tweet says, but in fact, the uptrend has been going on for 92 days now. Right. And the last Bitcoin bull trend lasted for 1,050 days. And then also, if you bought Bitcoin at any price within the last 521 days, you would actually be profitable now. So those are some fun facts. Also, the Bitcoin mining hash rate has reached an all time high. I don't really know what the, you know, it says it's 65 million THs. Do you know what a TH is? Uh, I think it's terahashes or
2: or TeraHash per second, something like that. I don't, I don't know what that metric means, but so I have no idea. I, I know the the network is holding up reasonably well as far as transaction fees uh, it, back it when probably,
1: we were. Sorry, Brent, isn't it just pointing how much like hashing power is aimed at the network? Yeah, It's how much hash power is
2: at the network, but I don't know like what to compare that to. I don't know if it's, right, right, right. you know, what 60 million versus 20 million is. I don't I don't know.
0: Yeah. Well, the highest before that was in the middle of two thousand eighteen, which was sixty million, and this one was sixty-five, so so it's almost ten percent.
1: Another one guys is um, you know, we are getting closer and closer. We're within a year of um the next halving, you know, that supply is gonna go down and we should see maybe unpredictably, maybe it's gonna be hard to say when and at what pace exactly. But over the next year, we should see some kind of uh, increase in demand with the knowledge that we're getting ever closer to a point where the permanent supply of Bitcoin will decrease. The the new coins being minted will decrease forever. Right. Yep. So this is part of the the like. So we talk about random price movements in the sense that. It's so hard to connect like a direct cause or to predict a direct movement or direction, but there are certain assumptions that we can make about the overall trend because of truths that we know like the supply is going to go down uh you know it's deflationary et cetera et cetera so we're probably going to see a couple more of these parabolic jumps before we get to May of next year, i think
0: hundred percent
2: and I would also say that I will say again what I've said to everybody who's asked me about price over the last couple of years. It applies now. It applies then. Is it overpriced? I don't know. Is it underpriced? I don't know. What I can tell you is that the the news that we've covered and the projects that we've covered have only gotten better and bullish news has pretty much been what we've covered for the most part. There's been some scams. There's been some bad stuff, but... It has been well overshadowed by the good news. So I I again I have no idea if it's overpriced now. I have no idea if it'll be overpriced tomorrow. I have no idea if it'll be overpriced next year. But if you believe that the price will follow the upward trend of the tech, the tech is continuing to get better. And that's on both Bitcoin and coins. So just keep that in
0: mind. I agree completely. I also think that if you are if you have not gotten into crypto yet and you're, you're like, oh, no, uh, Bitcoin's up now. Oh, well, maybe I'll wait for it to go down or whatever. What, what is the, is it, I'm sorry, uh, Brent, but what is the strat that you use when you're buying stocks where you buy, like, uh, let's say you dollar buy Facebook. Dollar cost averaging. Or, yeah, dollar cost averaging. I feel like that's just a good recommendation if you want to be involved in crypto. And then maybe, you know, because, like, ultimately, you're just going to be trying to wait and speculate, and you're just going to, miss out either way. And it's just a good way to be a lot less stressed about it.
1: Yeah. And the last thing I'll say about this too, is regardless of what people's opinion is on the volatility of Bitcoin, some people love it. Some people are going to look down on that. But I think that every time that Bitcoin or cryptocurrency in general bounces from one of these quote unquote bear markets or down periods or downfalls, right? Every single time, at least in people's mind, that adds to the resiliency. It becomes that much harder now today to say quote unquote Bitcoin is a scam uh than it was five years ago. It starts sounding more and more silly. Like, what do you mean? This thing's been around for a decade. It keeps, you know, it's been through downs and ups and all this kind of stuff. So people see it as more resilient. Therefore, it actually is more resilient. Uh and, yep. you know, that's a process to keep an eye on. Is that all a Cardano say-
0: shirt? Yes,
2: it it's is. Iohk, yes. yeah. Um, I will say that there is more scamming happening. We're getting more messages in the Discord. We're getting more random shitty companies emailing us, offering us money to come on the show and telling them no and all that stuff. So we are seeing the same things that were happening when we were at the top of the bubble last time. So just keep that in mind
0: when you're out there doing your own research. But I w- also would say that we are not at the top of the bubble. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, this is not where I don't I don't think we're in a bubble. I think we're just, you know, this is just fluctuation and movement. Generally positive just because it went up three thousand dollars or whatever and then went down fifteen hundred two K today. That's just it's just the market. It's going to happen. It's
1: just a game, baby. It's just a just game. just a game. It's just a market. <laughs>
2: <laughs> going to be a Bitcoin millionaire. All right. All right host.
1: Yeah,
0: I was going to. There you go. Adam's right. taking
1: over. Do it, boy. <laughs> All right. I'm
0: taking over the reins, and I'll uh, try to get through this rapid fire as fast as possible. So Brent's favorite company, Coinbase, goes Woo! offline after Bitcoin crashed about $1,500 within a few minutes. And this is absurd. The scaling, this was a scaling issue that happened on nearly every website, every exchange in t- late 2017. You know, Coinbase would go down every time there was a big dump or just a big crash, fall, Any whatever. And it's ridiculous that this is still happening. And I'm sure probably- their support is awful right now. Like,
2: they, <laughs> for the standards of being a company, they're a really shitty company. Like they've been do- they've been doing all right by the cryptoverse as far as like not being scam- <laughs> yeah. scammy and scumbags, but like they are a yeah. shit company, D-
1: dude. Crypto standards: if you don't steal our money and you store it somewhere safely. You're basically the best company around. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> I just want to say that I'm. I'm generally not the. I'm usually the Posi vibes guy. I'm Brent's usually the. I'm gonna talk shit to these people. But this is unacceptable. This is fucking ridiculous. Like you, you, you can't just have this company, you know, and and claim that it's uh oh it's a problem again. You know this happened every time. I don't know what is up, but they need to fix this shit. Yep, fix your shit, Coinbase. Yeah. And uh, Bitcoin dominance is right over 60%, again, which is the highest it's been since December 2017. Fun little uh, graph there and a little chart, charts and graphs, graphs and charts. And all right. So the next part of the rapid fire, Walmart China announced that they would be using VeChain Thor for supply chain on Tuesday. And this is going to track 23 product lines and by the next day there was a video that i assume uh brent well i assume brent will put in the show notes correct i will all right uh that shows walmart using qr codes that are now listed on the blockchain thanks to vchain so that's pretty cool it, it was it's it's in real it's there it's a use case in real time and lastly the google trends index shows that how to buy bitcoin which i kind of alluded to earlier is uh, not very high compared to where it was in 2017. In October 2017, the phrase was 100. And I don't know if you've ever used Google Trends, but one time I got really high and I started <laughs> using it for ass, boobs, tits, and butt. And it was really interesting what, what came up, you know? It's just like, uh, so, but just one. But, but just wins. Was there any correlation
2: between any of the previously mentioned body parts and the price of Bitcoin or the Google
0: Trends of Bitcoin? Yes. Ass and titties were very, very high uh, with uh, how to buy Bitcoin.
1: I think it was you that was very high in that case, Adam. Yes, it was. Hello. Yeah, that's true.
0: Uh, that was boom.
1: But
0: right now it's been... So basically most of the time that... Bitcoin's kind of just been in somewhat of the mainstream or even, you know, known past few years. It's been a, around a 1 and it's been kind of like creeping up to a 3 reason uh right now which this is this is good. This is not just speculators trying to get in for a quick buck. This is a slow burn which makes it even more interesting as to why we had this pump. And, you know, there could be a lot of things, but it's just way too hard to really know exactly why.
1: And yeah. I wanted to do a quick aside there, Adam. Even though there's been very little movement around the search term, how to buy Bitcoin, um, I went to go look at the term buy Bitcoin and how to buy Bitcoin has gone up a little bit, like 10 points. Buy Bitcoin went up from like 50 to like 100. So it could also be that, People start wondering less how to do it, but you still see in more interest in actually getting in. But then again, we just had this price jump, so oh, are well,
0: out. yeah. But I uh, I I see your point though that it's like, uh, you know, people now under it's like the second level of knowledge almost. Yeah, where right, the right, first right, level is right. like, what the hell is this Bitcoin? Like, what is Bitcoin? Second level is just. Where do I buy Bitcoin? What
2: I've told people, they, they, people have been coming to me being like, where do I? They've been Googling with me. Like, they've asked me, like, what's the easiest way to buy Bitcoin? I want to get in on this or whatever. And I've just been telling them Cash App. I don't tell them uh, if they only want Bitcoin, Cash App is the perfect way to do it. So is tell it, your are friends. Are the fees bad? There's a spread. There's a spread like there is anywhere, but I don't. Yeah, but it's, it's not spread, huge. Oh, it's not huge. Okay. Yeah, it's fine. I've been buying like two dollars worth of Bitcoin for the last like two years. Every time I swipe my cash app card and use one of their like power ups where you get 10 percent off Whole Foods or whatever. I take the savings and I buy Bitcoin with it immediately.
0: So cool. All right. Well, that's a rapid fire. And the next story is mine. But does someone else want to go just to break it up a little bit?
2: Yeah, yeah. We don't want to hear from you again here. I just thought there was an interesting. We talked about Libra last week. I talked a lot of smack about Libra. I'm going to probably continue to talk smack about Libra. I know Adam is kind of being the foil there and he's like, yeah, it's not that bad. I have no interest in in Facebook having any sort of say in any money situation or control or anything like that.
1: You guys Um, are both going to like my story for today, but continue.
2: I just saw, like, the the percentage distributions of the people that have signed on to the... Or the companies that have signed on to the association for the Libra Association. 75% of them are in the United States. 10% are in the UK. 3.6% in all of the following countries. Canada, France, Argentina, and South Africa. And there are some Zuckerberg ties on those companies that have those 3.6%. So, it is not very distributed. It is not borderless. It is not any of that. So, um, just, you know, whatever, keep watching it, keep telling people you don't want to, you don't want Facebook in your crypto, in, in my opinion. That's it. Now you can talk at them. That was all I had. I just wanted to like throw those. Pres- that should have been the rap
0: fire. I don't know why it wasn't. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I will say to Libra that there started, there were more stories or you know, it's always tweets from a lot of uh, crypto twitter is just real strong and there's a lot of, that's where a lot of the the big guys in the space start really chat and they, and they a lot of them were saying why libra is actually just kind of like a not fake news but it's it's not a cryptocurrency it's not a you know it's not a, yeah, i take issue with that
2: it is a cryptocurrency as far as like what the definition is it's just not it doesn't have the ideals that yeah. a cryptocurrency has when you think about the when you think about the definition that's come to be accepted rather than the actual definition, it doesn't feel like a crypto.
1: So, guys, this is kind of a weird request. I feel like there's going to be more room for this conversation later in the cast, and I'd like to just add a little bit of let's have this conversation again in my story. Oh, um, all right,
2: let's keep going, Adam. I already
1: tried to transition you
2: once. Tell us what pool together is, and can we pool? together ourselves
0: but i don't want to transition all it's right too late. so it's already been done well <laughs> together uh is a no loss lottery and i actually saw this from friends and then it was you know came up on news sources i think this is actually one of the cool stories of the week uh and so basically so okay let me just explain the idea so when you know a normal lottery hey put in a buck california state lottery it's gonna be a billion dollars you might win woo in California they rake just, 38%. They rake an absurd amount. Yeah. Well, a no-loss lottery is kind of, you know, exactly that. And so what you do is you get in a pool. And yesterday they just actually, when I was uh, doing some research on this, yesterday they had their pool number two ending, like, within 20 minutes of me doing it. I was like, damn it. I wish, you know, like, that, that seems cool to get in that. But so... I like how I said, let me explain it. And then I'm now just, um tangenting, but that's, yeah, sorry. You got this. So, okay. So you put in your money to a pool. It's, I think the minimum is it's using DAI, DAI, which is maker's stable coin. And you are, you put in 20 minimum and then everyone pools together. And instead of taking a rake off the bat, you stake those coins for 15 days and at the end of the 15 days, there is compound interest that is created from this. So, let's say there's 3,000 die. So, 150 people, 3,000 die in the the pool. And let's say it makes 3% or something. So, that's 100 die now that there is interest of. So, that 100 die, 10% will go to pool together because they do need to try to make some money from, mm-hmm. or, you know sustain the website and then the rest will go to a random person in that pool. So you'll have a one in one fifty chance to win 90 die. And that's pretty
1: cool. Yeah. I like it. I like it. I don't, I mean, and I don't even think that 10% of the interest is an absurd request. I think it's uh, right. That
2: still makes it lossless. There's been a lot of studies on this. Um, Different countries were trying to encourage people to do banking. That were not banked. There were there were countries with a lot of unbanked people, and what they did to encourage participation was almost exactly this. What they what they did was instead of your bank account producing interest, all the interest would go into a lottery pool and pay out to one person in the in, in the community every yeah. however much time, and they got significant participation in banking so they're they're taking this idea and now it's not legal in the United States because we want our lotteries to be controlled by the, by the state so that we can take 38% of the of the lottery but it is but
1: then we'll give 1% of that to skew. yeah man
2: <laughs> so anyway this is pretty cool yeah, this yeah is, i agree
1: yeah, it's a cool uh, structure
2: all handled on a smart contract all handled in a i assume i, I guess i'm Not certain of that, but it makes sense to me that it's handled on a smart contract. And
1: As a side note, guys, another thing I like about this, I don't know how easily you could convert this to different blockchains, but let's assume that this became popular, right? Like you could do this for almost any blockchain that uses staking. Then this is also like extra decentralization because there's all of these staking pools that are going to be created. There's all of these participants in the node that are a completely decentralized disinterested people who are just doing it because like, Hey, whatever, I'm taking my, (laughs) my free roll here at a lot of ticket. So there's all this extra participation that's completely decentralized. You know what I mean? It's pretty cool. Uh,
0: One more at this. So just before we move on one more thing. So apparently the founder, Leighton Cusack. Oh, John's brother. Yes. John's brother. Of course. The, the pull together code was not open to the public, and I guess once again, crypto Twitter was like, Uh, uh, uh no, 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 you know, I like it, yeah. So, within a day after it got a lot of flack for the code not being open to the public, he released it. So, now I think I'm pretty sure it's on oh. GitHub, so that's pretty cool, you know. Yes, yeah. Kareem is pumped,
1: yeah, because you know what this makes me think about, man. I feel like this is where culture has sometimes intangible value, right? Communities and sometimes interest groups and hobbies and whatever you want to call it, they have culture. Part of the culture in cryptocurrency is that if you're creating something that's meant to quote unquote help everybody and you're saying that your creation is good for everybody, then you should have no problem whatsoever laying your code to bear So that anybody can look at it, so that people can use his activated, whatever, right? Even open source becomes so important for us. So the fact that they're trying to be a part of this community, create a business where they can profit and immediately the culture of that industry says, yo, you got to show us your code if you're serious and they have to relent because otherwise you're not going to get market. You see what I'm saying? Like, I kind of like it. It just shows the culture of the crypto community, in my opinion. Yep. I
2: like that a lot, that we basically will I like it a lot. shit all over somebody if they don't make their code open source. This is crypto, man. Yeah. This is crypto. All right. I think it's time to move on. It is time for a little section we like to
1: call, That's a Scam. No, 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 no. That's a scam. That's a scam. <laughs> All right, I'll hit you guys off first with a quick one. Guys, scammers be scamming and this time it was 27 million dollars worth of Bitcoin. Wait, 28 million dollars. It's now 29. 29- okay, it's back down to 27 million dollars worth of Bitcoin. Sorry. guys. Sorry. <laughs> that, I see that. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so first of all, I want to dedicate this story to all the grammar Nazis out there. All of you, you're going to feel very validated here, I think. Not really. Just spelling Nazis. Anyway, six people were arrested in the Netherlands and in the UK in connection to a 24 million euro theft that was done in crypto. And these people targeted approximately, there was 4,000 victims in 12 different countries. So it was spread out and they got a ton of people. And this was the result of a 14-month investigation where they were able to narrow it down to this group of people. Five men, one women, uh, and they were arrested in their homes in Amsterdam, awesome city, Rotterdam, cool city. Never been to England, but in the south of England as well. And they were coordinating together. So how are they scamming people, guys? Here's where the spelling part comes in. There's a technique called typo squatting. I know, Brent, we've, you've mentioned this before on the oh, show man. where you could just take advantage of a small misspelling and create a new website and get people to think that they're in the official website. Yep. And then what ends up happening is once you go to, so th- this famously happened recently to uh, Calibra, actually, to Facebook. Somebody created a website, Calibra, and instead of a regular eye, they did the, the Spanish eye with an accent on it. Which is, ah, is a different yes. Super subtle, but it's a different character, right? So people think that they're on the website and they might sign up or access their accounts. Well, these particular people did it with a famous cryptocurrency exchange, but the police will not tell us which one. Could have been any of them. Uh, but essentially, we know it
2: did happen to Binance at one point. Might like, have been we, Binance. I think we covered that.
1: yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I feel like this has happened to multiple exchanges. And I don't know if this is an additional one that they don't want to talk about or if they're just referencing that. But essentially, people log in, put in their information. These people take uh, then immediately drain their wallets, drain everything. So they were caught. Uh, So at least there's still some, you know, sometimes you feel like, oh, these people will never be caught. They'll definitely get away from it. Well, no, we've got a couple of stories where these guys get caught, you know, and we'll see if they can return some of those funds. I doubt it.
2: (laughs) Um, Yeah, I guess that's why they would go after that. But congratulations on on catching them.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And it's still a good deterrent, you know, shows people that they can still get caught, even if they get really creative about it. Uh,
0: So I do want to add to that. Uh, Years ago, I like, or when I played online poker, for those who don't know, my name was R O O T H L U S, Ruthless. And yeah, I spelled it funky, whatever. It was, uh, it's, it stuck. And I guess at some point, someone made a Ruthless account, but instead of the L, they used an I and it was a capital I. So but, nice. but, but was the scam didn't make any sense because I started getting money. Like they'd be like they'd be oh, like, Can no. you send it to me? Can you, can you send a thousand to Ruthless? And just like he did I guess they didn't. So instead oh, of copy pasting God. the name, they were just typing it yeah, in. You were I'm like free playing money. I'm like playing at tables and then in the chat someone's like, Hey man, uh w- you get that one cash?" And you like Yeah, why like what? <laughs> what's going on here so yeah i mean i guess these hackers or you know these squatters are maybe a little more advanced but
1: dude how weird that would you be if you're just like randomly start getting money from a bunch of people and you're like oh boy oh boy, this is, <laughs> something's weird happening there were not small chunks trained. of money either yeah oh yeah that's true that's true uh all right guys we have another uh not a scam here but Who wants to tackle the story about a city in Florida? It's it's
2: kind of a scam. So there's a a city in Florida. God God damn it, Florida. Yeah, Florida again. Uh, And they had to pay $600,000 worth of Bitcoin to get their computers unlocked. They got hit by a ransomware attack, which is the one where you click a link in an email and then all of a sudden all your files are locked on your computer. And they, it completely brought the city of Riviera Beach to a grinding halt. Like, nothing worked. Their 911 operators were taking calls with pen and paper. Uh, police were writing tickets with pen and paper. They couldn't put anybody in the system. The phone service was down because they used voice over IP. Their email was down. They had to hand deliver people checks for anything they needed to pay for. Uh, and even the water testing facilities were down. So... They ended up paying 65 Bitcoin, which is actually l- quite a bit more than 600,000 now, Wow! but not when they paid it. They ended up paying 65 Bitcoin and voted unanimously in their government, bipartisan, five to zero, to actually pay these people. And it looks like the hackers cooperated. They weren't sure that they were going to at the time, but obviously they. it looks like they have everything back now. All in all, it ended up costing them, including the ransom, about a million dollars to get everything back. Back in order. To contrast that, the exact same thing happened in Baltimore. Baltimore City, what they got locked out and in a ransomware attack, and asked for seventy six thousand dollars in Bitcoin. And the city said, "We don't negotiate with terrorists," and told them to, you know, go fuck themselves. Uh, It cost them eighteen million dollars to fix the situation, as opposed to this city's one million, including their. Paying of the ransom. So, was it smart to tell them they weren't going to pay the ransom or was it not smart? I don't know. I can definitely get behind a we, ne- we don't negotiate with terrorist situation. But, uh, Kareem, you want to weigh in on uh, terrorist negotiations? <laughs> <laughs> now, nah. nah, that's not the first time I'm going to make fun of your perceived ethnicity on this episode. So no, don't you, don't I just worry. read
1: ahead and I'm freaking out. <laughs> don't you worry. I am
2: freaking out. What is this? <laughs> So, anyway, there was a quote in the article which kind of blew my mind. One, not, not blew my mind. It didn't really bother. It's just like par for the course, I guess. You're thinking of the people that are running governments and you're thinking of what they do as far as cybersecurity and what dumb emails they might click on and stuff like that. And there was a quote from one of the lawmakers that said, every day I'm learning how this even operates because it just sounds so far-fetched to me. And for anybody who's under the age of 40, the idea of ransomware is pretty common. Like, we know what it is. We know that people do that. It's not far fetched, it's not even like weird. So, yeah, the person who they uh, asked us to running the thing said, I don't even know that could happen. So,
0: someone clicked the link, just one person clicked the link, shut down the entire system, and it was. $600,000 $600,000 that they yeah, had to pay. I
2: think they said it was an email. They're, they're not really sure which email it was, but the, yeah, that's what, that's how these happen. You click on a link in an email and you think it's, we get emails all the time at our email that look like they're official from Squarespace, which is where we host our website, that say like, oh, your card was declined. Like, click here to to fix it so that your website doesn't get shut down.
0: I mean, this and is, I don't, I don't I, like, I know that, you know, we don't like scams and stuff, but this seems like, these scammers are pretty smart to go after some random city in Florida with people all over 40. However, these people should know <laughs> that you don't have to just pay up. You can call some actual, like, you know, find some, what are they, white hat hackers?
2: Yeah, maybe. Sometimes. It depends on how they store their files. If they didn't do anything like self-hosted or like a G Suite or anything like that. Which I doubt. They might not be able to do anything. They might not be able to call anybody. And meanwhile, they're they, they were taking pencil, pen and paper 911 <laughs> calls. You know, like they 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 acted quick. You know, they, they it was a good, you know, good job hackers like they they I don't think they were targeting governments. They probably just got lucky that they happened to get an entire governmental server from like one random
0: person clicking on, you know, think what they thought was a cat picture. In the <laughs> i think it's funny that when you walk into let's say the dmv and you look at their computers at least maybe now i think they've upgraded but we'll say three or four years ago their computers legitimately look like they were from the 80s yeah so if there are even less funded cities or you know governments like yeah just they're even more behind man yeah i could see this happening i guess Yep. Uh, so that's our that's our second
2: Scammers Be Scamming. That's a scam section article. And it's not directly a scam, but since it's Craig Wright, I want to throw one more in here Oof. in the in the scam section if everybody's all right with that. So, Kareem.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> I, we got to talk. Yeah. The I Colombian government, which we know that you are a liaison for, <laughs> basically Ambassador Kareem here. Has given Greg Wright a document that certifies that according to them, according to the Bogota legislature or whoever did this, he is, in fact, the creator of Bitcoin, officially, according to the Colombian government.
1: Yeah, okay, so... Our government's official response. First, we bring to your attention (laughs) that this sensationalist title that Brent chose, says that the Colombian government gave Craig Wright the U.R. Satoshi thing. It was not the Colombian government, and it was not even the mayoral government of Bogota, but the council of Bogota, which I guess is like a second-layer government. So it's like a local...
2: Uh, well, thank you. I'm
1: glad. Unistical. I didn't know how this shit works. Well, listen, at some point, I'm sure that he was able to line someone's pockets or something. I don't really understand how this is relevant to them. But that being said, look, that being said, do my people experience great shame right now? Yes, we do. <laughs> shame <laughs> is upon us for recognizing this fraud. Uh, this is ridiculous. And the, his face looks so smug. In the like who goes around? I don't I wonder how many people give Bill Gates the certificate for being the creator of microsoft <laughs> like oh come bill gates we give you a certificate it says you made microsoft like he just is i wonder why craig Wright needs certificates
2: it looks superficial okay look if you click on this picture it looks super official it's republica de colombia con,
1: con, consejo de bogota. Concejo de
2: bogota dc and and then it says dr craig stephen wright and then in quotes it says the yeah. Uh, and I can't read the rest of it, it's too blurry. But he there's a picture of him holding it up, exactly like Donald Trump holds up everything that he signs and like shows it to the class. And he's doing the exact same thing. He's got like some people. One guy looks Asian uh next to him that are, I guess, part of this second layer government. I guess this is a layer two solution that is decided that he is
1: it's municipal Satoshi. it's a municipal government. Government organization or like a part of a government. I heard
0: that organization is actually uh, deep has deep ties with the Pablo Escobar family, so maybe they're getting really <laughs> racist. Wow. What? No, I was just this saying because right. what racist? No, I'm just saying because like you know that drugs. I don't know.
1: <laughs> yeah. Jesus. We like... get it, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> That's what no. we were saying. Oh, oh my god. Uh, I was. That was. That a, was there no. was no
0: racial intent. You're
1: just trolling. <laughs> it's, so, a, it's not racial. It's Colombian, whatever that is. <laughs>
2: it's not a race. We, we will let the Colombian government know that our official liaison's response to this is y'all don't matter. You're yeah. some second-level no-name shame. people. That it took was because money from-
0: shame. Escobar was a scammer. It kind of goes with scamming.
2: <laughs> Wait, are you still trying to wow. prove that you were making a racist? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, wow, I, I, I own hear. all my racist jokes. This whole section is a racist joke
1: against Korean. He's currently a representative of the Colombian government. Yeah. So, um, and I still, anyway. I still say, shame upon my people. Yeah. I am from Bogota too, which kind of sucks. I don't understand this story. This makes me want to cry. But let's move on. When you go home, you need to get a meeting with these. People. I will. Oh,
2: I- In fact, find out what Craig paid, and maybe we will do a a GoFundMe. For making Kareem the official Satoshi Nakamoto of
1: <laughs> get a certificate from the same place. Yeah, that says the uh, exact same thing, but it's Kareem. Kareem as Satoshi Nakamoto. No,
2: <laughs> no. I'm not done with Craig right yet, boys. Let's, let's keep talking because there is more. He is in a position where he might be being held in contempt of court in Florida. So Florida is redeeming itself a little bit here in this particular Whee. case. He, in the Kleinman case, he was ordered to produce one of the wallets that he said that he had or whatever. At least prove that he had it. And he did not produce that by the deadline, which was a couple of days ago. Uh, so there is a chance he will be held in contempt. When we release this show is actually the day that he's going to be there and we'll see what happens. But uh, always good to check out Peter McCormick's Twitter. He was on the show if you want to listen to that episode uh, about a couple of months ago. Right before all this started happening. But I love watching him post about this and anytime something bad happens to Craig Wright he's just all over it and it's great so there's a lot more going on in the climate case I remember Kareem was the one who originally talked about that on the show we got it wrong I I said something about it but I had it completely backwards like who was suing who or something like that on a recent flagship but you know stay tuned Craig Wright hopefully is on a a downward spiral I I hope he submits this into evidence by the way I hope he submits the first piece that we talked about into like the Florida courts and is like guys Columbia said it it's fine
1: I'm, I'm totally yeah. Satoshi. No, yeah, I mean, it was just like in the court case, yeah, with the wallets. He was basically like, what, what do you need the wallet? Just go look in the Bitcoin blockchain. It's all there. It's all there. <laughs> under Satoshi, all those, the first coin, they're all mine, all the wallets. Nope. <laughs> that's my evidence. Go look at public records. Okay.
2: Did cool. you see the, Um, he was giving a talk and he said, he goes, <laughs> the, the when I first read the white paper... And he like stops for a second and he's like when i wrote it um, oh and my he keeps god talking. it was amazing yeah and it was it was pretty recent too it was just like he he says it and realizes like oops fuck that up better just keep going gross it was great
1: all right so do you guys want to bring it back to this libra facebook discussion uh, okay yeah let's talk about libra no, go ahead. Go ahead, Adam.
0: Well, we covered some of this last week, a little bit. Probably of it. not
1: as good as Kareem did. Well, no, no, no. But wait, wait, wait. I know you guys covered Libra last week, but I don't know if you just focused on it. I don't uh, know
0: if because because somehow, like as soon as it got re- like you said, it's it, it got released. Um, it covered, mm-hmm. but. Yeah, Max. So yeah. we'll compare.
2: You know what? It, we'll let Kareem go on this cuz like Max when we said Maxine Waters, our description of her was she's a politician somewhere. <laughs> so <laughs> So yeah, yeah, I mean maybe you'll be able to more we eloquently We did not do our our research on this one. Well, so I- you've got all kinds of names and stuff. So let's let's go with this. Let's let's do this. Let's do the real deep dive into this story.
1: Okay, well, we're going to do a a medium dive though, because I guess the audience already just heard this, and you guys had this discussion. So I'm catching up. I'm coming in. I want to hear what you guys have to say. Maxine Waters, by the way, Democrat from California.
2: Yes, but yeah, all I remember was she got one of the bombs from that one
1: dude. Yes, yes, she was absolutely. Um, But anyway. This kind of came to me from a CoinDesk article, and one of the really interesting points that they were saying was compare that response to the fact that immediately the House and the Senate both moved forward with hearings about Libra. Well, compare that to how slow they've moved on everything else, right? It's been like watching paint dry trying to get him to move on blockchain regulation. and Or anything. Or anything, that's true. Uh, and yet they moved really quick on this. So here's the main point. Now that there is someone in charge, because the specific thing with Facebook and Libra is, of course, that we can point out who's in charge. David Marcus for Libra, he's the head of Calibra, and Mark Zuckerberg, of course, for Facebook. So Maxine Waters didn't just say we're going to have a hearing, but she actually told them you guys should halt development until we have this hearing, right? So I guess the point of the article was now we find ourselves in an interesting situation where the legislation surrounding something like this is going to speed up and come to a halt. But it's precisely the weakness for them is that they're not distributed like Bitcoin. They move slow on Bitcoin because it's hard to do anything with Bitcoin. Who are you going to attack? The miners? The we don't, obviously not, Craig, right? Uh, there's no, <laughs> right? Here, with somebody in charge, they're going to be able to do subpoenas. They're going to be able to do congressional hearings. They're going to be able to do civil legal punishments. Essentially, the whole point is the battle is going to be had by Facebook, who's already not trusted by people. By the way, jump in. I don't know how much of this you guys already covered. I don't want to be repeating. We, it. we didn't cover
0: much of this. It, well, it I mean, was very, very. Base yeah, level. it was. It was basically like you know, Maxine. Basically, Maxine right after it, it also came also, out like
2: hours before we got on the show so yeah. it was literally like uh this they're already facing
0: legal trouble that was the I, I will it, say so. to rebut uh rebute? is that is rebuttal is that
1: re, correct yeah refute or rebuttal yeah
0: oh i was thinking rebute. so it would be re, okay cool i'm learning on the fly here same so you so you said something about how facebook There was, you know, uh, the Congress and government came out against Facebook, you know, and not crypto and it takes a long time. Well, Facebook's already proven to be a threat, you know. So that's what I did say is that I think this is going to be a legitimate, like not a war, but it's going to be a battle. Yeah, it
1: definitely is going to be a battle. And I agree with you, Adam, like there's already all this other baggage and I don't even want to call it baggage, but there's all this other stuff that comes with Facebook because we know that they're corporate. Culture is toxic, and it's terrible that they don't care about privacy, that they don't care about their consumers' rights. That so, I mean, there's a lot of reason to be worried about Facebook. So, and here's the thing: I don't, I don't even necessarily think that a lot of these uh, politicians are coming out against Facebook because just a genuine concern, but it also makes them an easier villain to target for a politician because they know most people are pissed off at Facebook, regardless of which side of the aisle you're on, right? But it's still going to be this company and this bankroll and these lawyers that are going to have this fight. And they're going to be the ones that have the hearing. And it's because it comes down to these individuals. So if you can put pressure on a Zuckerberg or a David Marcus through congressional hearings, through subpoenas, and you can force them to allow or not allow something or change code, then, you know, here comes the problem with things that are not permissionless and are not open. So... The author of the article, by the way, I don't know where you guys stood on this. The author of the article was kind of anti-Facebook, but pro-Libra. And his argument was that he thought that they did go through some effort to protect themselves from Facebook. So they did put the code on their open source license. He says that the network governance was given to the Swiss-based foundation, which is separate, that... You know, they got 27 external corporate partners to work alongside Facebook, but Brent, you just pointed out how imbalanced and how there were still connections to Zuckerberg and a lot of that, right? Um, Essentially, the author is making an argument that there is a path for Libra to flourish slowly becoming more independent from Facebook, but that the connection to Facebook is still kind of scary, but that whether we like it or not... Because it's Facebook and because they have the power to bring this forward and because they are an entity that government can focus on, then a lot of the presidents and a lot of the legal battles are going to be had on this specific project, very likely.
2: Here's what I don't like. It, what I don't like is we're going to have the, the same thing as like the tether shit where there's going to be a point probably where the crypto community gets behind this thing because the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Like They want crypto to be okay and they might be okay with letting facebook get through and like you know fighting for them and being like no they should be allowed to do this or whatever and end up being accidentally aligned with them in like a frenemy kind of way and then we will end up accidentally helping Facebook get more control over the one thing that they don't have data on right now, which is our actual transactions.
1: So let me ask you a hypothetical, Brent. If you had to choose between a scenario where Facebook gets a very favorable ruling that allows them to plow forward with this and gain influence, however, it also sets a precedent that allows a ton of free movement in the crypto space or something that knocks down Libra but leaves a negative precedent, which also makes it more difficult for new projects to emerge. And
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm about free markets, so I, I don't want like Facebook to be shut down by the government. What I don't want is crypto to be aligned with them. So I in a perfect world that Facebook's Libra gets to go forward and the entire crypto community tells them, you know, screw yourselves. Like, we aren't going to use you or whatever, and hopefully the rest of the world follows. But it's probably not the case.
0: So I mean, it doesn't make any sense why they wouldn't use. I feel like me and Kareem talked about this when you were not on the episode. You know, the whole remittance thing with WhatsApp and, yeah, obviously we don't want Facebook because Facebook, blah, 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 trust and privacy. But also it's just going to make things a lot more financially efficient. You know and it's some it, it will make things easier, and that's what we've run into
2: with a lot of the things that are violating privacy and the big difference is that Facebook already has made it clear that they don't value it, so they and they don't care, yeah, they will lie through their teeth. Zuckerberg will stand up to anybody he needs to stand up to and tell them they're wrong and tell them that their Facebook's number one value is privacy and all this bullshit so
1: uh, the, <laughs> it,
2: yeah yeah exactly and and nobody's leaving facebook so
1: not you know and even if people are leaving facebook guys it's i mean this is going to be powerful we the numbers are between whatsapp instagram and facebook it's a 4 billion user base yeah that's nice. there's, there's definitely
0: some redundancy there but yeah i'm sure I'd, there I'd is still estimate it's like probably won't 2 billion
1: how about this 4 billion possible wallets yeah. Might be the the way to think about it, right? But yeah, I get it, man. Like, it's it, w- it will be interesting to see if this can develop as a project that's somehow slowly more independent from uh, Facebook's influence. But just
2: needing $10 million to be a part of it makes it exclusion- being run by elite no matter what. Yeah, yeah, no doubt about that. So they're trying to halt the fund transfer, I guess. But who knows? I mean, again, it's a stable coin, it's not really related to. We did a whole episode on. Libra versus Bitcoin, basically, and, and the differences and why it's not similar.
1: No, of course not. I, I just don't... I don't know.
2: I would be arguing against any expansion of Facebook. Like I, I'm I all right with WhatsApp for now. They're going to throw ads in there, but at least they have provided a secure method of communication that they can't touch. Hmm. So at, at least I assume that code is open source enough to where we where we know that there's encryption. I, I guess it's possible it's not.
0: Do you know that maybe a few years ago there was no... We'll say five years ago, how much stuff is now not okay. And I'm not talking about, you know, homophobia or racial stuff or any like social kind of commentary like that. I'm talking about what you're like, privacy or, you know, obviously it was like, there were a lot of these things that were not really, like, let's say one instance I can think of is when Trump or or we'll say just just on Twitter, you make, people started making these fake accounts. And yeah, that's not really cool, but also it was not a thing that really existed. And people, like I've made fake accounts just to troll like random fun troll accounts. I'm sure everyone has, you know, and it's like when you realize, oh, wait, there's no limit on it. I'm just going to make a bunch of troll accounts. And it kind of just becomes this thing that you don't realize is necessarily a bad thing when you're doing it. And then maybe at some point you look back and you're like, oh, wow, now and so my whole point is, is that I think I'm trying to think about like the Cambridge Analytica thing. Obviously, that's not good that they did that, but people have not always been held accountable for things. So as a business, they're going to get try to get away with what they can until it's illegal, correct? A lot of times... Yeah, Yeah, but they were lying
1: to the users though, Adam. So even whether it's illegal or not or whatever, here's the bottom line. Like if you're lying to your users, if you have a privacy policy or that's being violated and you know about it and you're not doing anything to stop it and you're just keeping your profit, then we can at least say that there's a culture in Facebook that doesn't go away with whatever the last scandal was or not. You know, there's a reason why some companies just seem to act a certain way and some Companies don't. And I think that the culture in Facebook is garbage. Okay, fair enough. Yep, I agree with that 100%. Well, anyway, that was a little bit... Okay, so I got to weigh in a little bit on the on the Libra versus Facebook. But I will say, um, when it comes to Libra itself, I might be a little more closer to Adam than Brent. There is a part of me that wants to see it succeed. I do think it's going to make a difference. I do think it could be good for crypto. Do I want it to be the the primary (laughs) the flagship of this uh, space no i do not that's for sure so yep i am i am super incredulous again if they're
2: open sourcing the code and everything is on the up and up it's not as bad but still the fact that you just have to have 10 million dollars to even get a seat at the table. That is uh, what I'm going to continue to go to. And of course, they've got pieces in their white paper that are like, oh, we're going to move towards permissionless. right? We're going to move towards like letting everybody in. No, they're not. Get the fuck out of here.
1: Yeah, yeah. the guy in the article posted like, oh, and, uh, and they have done a verbal commitment to go permissionless. And I'm like,
2: oh, yeah. a verbal commitment you say? Like their written commitment oh. to your privacy v- pre-Cambridge, right? Yeah, yeah, but that was yeah,
1: written. Permi- that's like written commitments oh, don't mean anything. Right.
2: A as verbal far as like commitment. the levels. God. He even spit. I always got to remember
1: which ones matter. He even did the spit on the palm. He was like, yeah. "Yes, I take care. Okay, no problem." Mm-hmm. It's good. Yeah, I believe. All How right, are you guys. <laughs> I do think we got to start wrapping things up here. That's it. What we're more? we're doing the
2: wrap up. Um, I just realized this is the last. Uh, this is the last epi- f- flagship of the month, and you know what that means? Time to talk about our Patreon members. Uh, first we have a new member I want to talk about real quick uh we we got a new member just a minute ago i gotta start hold on i'm pulling up i'm pulling up right now i didn't have this ready i apologize breaking
1: news breaking news here at crypto
2: kelly of the west kelly of the west is a new patron patreon member so thank you for joining make sure you message us your engine wallet so that we can get that to you and uh our uh, I'm gonna go read off like our our, our big ballers, all the, the people that are working with us on the the masternode Eight. level oh, and yeah. the secure node level. The Simon Gordon is working with us on the on the masternode level. The bigger boat is also all the way upgraded to the masternode level, and so is Robert Laverty. And the, and then we also have Steve Stapleton at the secure node level. Jeff. Jeff is still there. Just Jeff, one name. Uh, the Z Man is still at that secure node level. Uh degenerate Brahmin is still there at the secure node, and so is Diz Dangus in let me make sure he didn't change his name in the Anus. So it's Dis Dangusing Anus this month. He's there. So uh, make sure <laughs> make make sure you join the Patreon if you're interested. One dollar an episode. We will say your name no matter what it is, even if it's disdangusing anus. Once <laughs> month. Alright and that's it. That's it for Flagship Friday number 78. Remember we're not financial advisors. Anything we say is definitely not financial advice. Do your own research. All of us have inherent risk. We're pretty stupid for the most part. We don't even know the difference between uh, Colombian first layer and second layer governments so (laughs) definitely don't hold us to anything that we're saying. We get stuff wrong all the time.
1: We don't know what the price of Bitcoin will be tomorrow?
2: Nope. We have no idea. I don't even know what it'll be by the time we release this episode. I didn't know what it was
1: today. Yeah. (laughs) I make right. up for
0: all of you not looking for the amount of times that I looked. <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: good to know. We have achieved balance. Bye, we'll everybody. see
2: you next week. All right, bye from the Crypto Basic Studios. Peace.